Welcome to Unseen Underground. I am your host, Unsung, at Unsung the Rapper on socials. My real name is Steve. I have been rapping and producing for around 20 years, and this show is going to be me interviewing indie artists about their paranormal experiences, weird dreams, Bigfoot abductions, cabinet elves, whatever kind of wild stories they have, and possibly if that connects with their art in some way. And then we're going to be playing tracks from those artists throughout. So you might find a new favorite uh, rapper, producer, guitarist, painter, what have you. So our first guest is going to be Teller Banks, an amazing rapper, producer, human being, just amazing all around. So we're going to get into it and then we'll give you the links to check out Teller's work. I'm here today with Teller Banks. Yo, what up? I've been listening to the Eye and Eye album for about a week straight now and that's your newest project with ed glorious as producer yes and sir it is one of my favorite albums recently i just absolutely love it and we talked a little bit about that beforehand but if you want to just go ahead and tell them about who you are Ella banks um born and raised in denver colorado currently based in uh des moines iowa i'll be saying stationed here like i'm like i'm uh, on duty or something out here <laughs> That's how I feel, though, you know? Um, yeah, my latest album, The I and I with Ed Glorious, available everywhere. Um, prefer if you went and got it on Bandcamp, you know what I'm saying? Give me paid a little bit. Uh, but, you know, that's, um, you know, whatever you whatever you listen to music on, you find it there, you know? So, um, And that's yeah. tellerbanks.bandcamp.com. Yes, sir. Tellerbanks.bandcamp.com. Okay. No dollar sign. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my first guest. Like, no like problem. I'm, I'm just, excited. Me too. I'm, I'm excited to see how, how bad I do and how good you do. That's that's my main my main concern. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to kind of open it up to you. Uh, you got at me on Twitter after I posted something about wanting to start this. It started off as a joke, just saying I want to interview indie artists about their paranormal experiences, weird dreams, crop circle sightings, alien abductions, whatever they have. And you said that you had some stories and you were the first person to respond, I believe. So yeah, what we're going to do, we're going to, I'm going to let, let you tell a story and then we're going to play some music from you in between the stories. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. It is all you. Yeah. So like when I was a kid, I used to have uh, what they call like recurring nightmares so like I used to have literally this crazy dream every night where like uh I would get dropped off by some car. It would leave me like on this like desolate street. It looked like some shit from like Curse the Cowley Dog or something, where it's like literally the middle of nowhere. All it is is like a fence. It, uh, it had like a black fence and a gate in the front, but like there was no sides to the fence. So the fence was almost like pointless you know what i'm saying you could go mm. just right around the fence mm -hmm. and there was a yard and there was nothing even around this house but it had this little fence and like a sidewalk that led all the way up to this like creepy ass looking house now i remember uh, every time in a dream like i would turn around and look and the car would be just like speeding off down the road like peace fucker <laughs> it's all you now you know what i mean i'd be like damn and like the sidewalk turned into like a conveyor belt so regardless if i went into the house because like Sometimes in a dream, like, you know, I'd be, like, alive and, like, moving around and shit, trying to make mm -hmm. different decisions, you know what I mean? And uh, the the sidewalk turned into a conveyor belt and always, like, take me to the door. So 
I go in, you know, look around the house, the whole house is just like this old abandoned, like it's like cobwebs and like uh, fucking, you know, just all of the typical like haunted house shit, right? Classic haunted house shit. But like everything would be in like black and white. Like it was so like either dusty or like maybe that was just the aura of the house that it all looked like it was black and white. So, you know, of course there's like a staircase and of course I'm gonna go up the fucking staircase because I'm a jackass. (laughs) And uh, I'll always go up and make my way up the stairs and, like, keep going up. And there'd be, like, this uh, almost like an attic or, like, a dormer or something. And there'd be a mirror at the end. And it had, like, a red, like, aura or, like, glow to it. So I'll, you know what I'm saying, be, like, making my way over there. It'd be, like, almost like coming to me at the same time that I was going to hit, like, you know, like uh, some shit from, like, The Shining or something. You know what I'm saying? Where the hallways just, like, never ended. Right. And, uh... I'd get up in front of the mirror and be looking at it, and it would be me in the mirror and shit. And I'd be like, all right, like, what the fuck is really going on? But then the mirror would like give it'd be me and it'd give me this like evil ass like look. And then it would just like reach out and grab me. And I'd wake the fuck up, freaking the fuck out, you know what I'm saying, all over the place. But it would be like sometimes this was the worst part about the shit though. Sometimes like I would get hit with the inception, like the fake wake up. So I wake up and be like, oh shit. And then I look out the window and there'd be like a, a gigantic ass witch just like staring through my window, like to where I could only see even like just the nose and the eye or some shit. And then I wake no up. So you had, you had the waking dream where, where you, you wake up in the dream, but you're still in a dream. Bro, and it wouldn't happen every time. Like the recurrent part of it was always like the house and the sidewalk, the mirror, like all of that right, stuff. You know what right. I'm saying? And I feel like sometimes the details would change just because I would try to make like different decisions, right? But like sometimes I'll wake up regular and sometimes I'll wake up and it'd be like the false wake up where it's like, gotcha. But I would never know that until I obviously like after I woke up. But like it used to have me shook. Like it had me like, it kind of like, developed a lot of the traits and stuff that i have now which kind of like is like weird to me you know what i'm saying as far as like Mm. i'm a very ritualistic person and so like i eventually started like trying to figure out like you know i wouldn't call it a ritual at the time but now you know my understanding now it's a ritual basically like i would try to figure out different things that i could do throughout my day or different things i could do before i went to bed or different you know what i'm saying practices You know what I mean? Or shows that I watch before I go to bed. Or I would try to make note of, you know, that kind of stuff to Change figure out. Like, up. Yeah, because I yeah. wouldn't. I I would have it for like weeks on end, and then sometimes yeah. I wouldn't have it. I just have regular dreams. Or I wouldn't have no dream at all. Right. And I would always try to figure that out, and it led me to like you know carrying certain practices or like you know what I'm saying certain things. I had little weird trinkets and shit that like meant just something to me because it was like all right i gotta put these on the window i gotta do this i gotta you know what i mean yeah and i wouldn't i grew up in church so i would have never like thought anything of it as far as like oh i'm doing like you know witchcraft or i'm practicing right. like right you know what i'm saying essentially the shit that i practice now and then you know what i'm saying to try to figure out this nightmare shit but it's kind of funny how like life just ends up going full circle like that i i had these when i was a kid i had these little dream dolls that you they're they're tiny they have no faces on them but they ha- you put them underneath your pillow basically to keep the bad dreams away yeah. uh, so i would use those every night because i had i had a nightmare almost every night for about three years when i was a kid of i would walk out on my porch 
and my brother's girlfriend would be out there and you I'd walk past her and I'd f- look over and her hand was reached out and it was Freddy Krueger's hand and she would turn into Freddy Krueger it was the same dream for almost three years like it was all about somebody turning into Freddy Krueger and chasing me around my my dark ass porch <laughs> Man, that's fucked up too, because the Freddy Krueger movies is all about dreams and shit. So that's <laughs> well, when you were talking about looking in the mirror, and it sounds like the whole dream was it was taking you to that spot. There was there was nowhere else for you to go. You have the conveyor belt, you have the stairs that lead up to one place, and the mirror is actually coming towards you. But when you talked about how your face in the mirror started making that that kind of maniacal evil look. Did you ever do that when you were a kid? Did you ever go into the bathroom or like someplace where you had a mirror in the dark and just like make scary faces to freak yourself out? No, nah, but you know what's (laughs) funny? Uh, This is funny as hell, bro. I literally, I used to pray to God every night for real when I was a kid that uh, I would turn into Nightcrawler (laughs) from the X-Men. And so I would go in the mirror and look and I would do the little stupid shit, you know, where you make your hands into three yeah, fingers, yeah. like you take yeah. two fingers together and shit. And I would look and see, like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, all right, let me check it out. Yeah. But I swear to God, bro, if I prayed enough that I would turn into Nightcrawler somehow. <laughs> the fucking, it's funny you say that about the uh, the Freddy Krueger joint, because, like, I never watched scary movies when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I was already so, like, uh, like, I used to just have weird feelings about, like, just, ghosts and demons and shit like they was after me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I literally, when I got baptized, I didn't get baptized until I was like older because I literally, when I was a kid, I was afraid like that uh, I was going to catch on fire or, or like burst into flames or some shit. And so like uh, <laughs> the fucking, uh, when I was a kid, bro, they remade the Exorcist movie and uh, they used to run commercials for that shit all the time. I still right. to this day, I ain't never seen that fucking movie right. because like just the music from that shit and the commercial, it wasn't even doing shit. It would literally just be the preacher nigga walking and knocking on the door and then them opening up the door and letting him in and be like the exorcist and all this creepy ass music. And I swear to God, I blame that movie for every fucking, I blame that commercial for every time I ever had a fucked up dream ever in my life. Like, I don't know what year that shit came out, but I feel like all of it correlates with that with that uh and it wasn't even a movie bro i'd never seen the movie it yeah. was purely the commercial right that's like, how much of like a scaredy like kid i was of shit like that like i couldn't even watch the commercials for horror movies well i changed the channel i i did too but it was a weird introduction because my parents let me watch nightmare on Elm street one when it came on hbo for the first time was it like 87 maybe 86 87 they fucked you up Bro, I shit you not. I did not never seen a horror movie for real until I was already like a grown ass man. I might have been 25, 26 years old the first wow. time I ever watched really? a horror movie. Yeah. And uh, honestly, bro, I really like them. Like, Hereditary is one of my favorite movies. Oh, the great. Witch is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, Fallen with Denzel, Jacob's Ladder. There's a lot of shit that I went back Fall, to. Fallen and Jacob's Ladder are two of my all time favorites. <laughs> Uh, for sure yeah man that fucking jacob's ladder bro mm-hmm. that shit is a mind fuck but like uh man i honestly like i, I you know what i'm saying i live in like, like a music compound with like two other artists and an engineer we got a big ass house uh together 
um, that we bought. Like we we do a lot of shows and shit out here, so we put all our money together and bought this house so that we could like we got studios and shit here, all kind of yeah. shit. And um, like I started writing a fucking uh, I wanted to make like a comedy like horror film, and then I realized I was like, bro, I really don't have the fucking knowledge of horror movies because I, I you know what I'm saying I realized I got to a point where I was like I'm older now and I've seen a lot of shit right yeah. but like I've never really sat down and watched like <laughs> so, a scary movie so you know like, what I'm saying I'll, so I, I want to write a horror movie let me go watch my first horror movie real quick right I swear bro, I had this idea and I was like yo I have to do this and so I just started oh, for great. like a whole I want to say a whole year I was just watching horror movies and coming up with like gruesome death scenes and like running them by my roommates. And I swear to God, they was like, at one point I feel like they thought the movie was just like a ruse and I was really <laughs> just about to go full like serial killer or some water, you know what I mean? But like, they were like, they were all like, it started off normal and then they all started like growing this concern. Like, okay, this is starting to like, what are you doing this for? There's like a, this bit of this a movie, huh? what is, what is <laughs> Um. So tell me a little bit about this track we're about to play. We'll go with Dedication 7, um, okay. produced by Sovereign. Shout out to Sovereign. Uh, that's my homie, for real. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's the first song on Skullface 777, which is only available on Bandcamp. Um, I think I got it on there where you can stream it on there uh, for free, like three times or something before you got to buy it. So it's not too inconvenient. Um, but yeah, it's the it's the intro track from that, and uh, it's one of my favorite joints. Just like the flow on there is crazy. All right, so we're gonna take a listen to Teller Banks' Dedication Seven, produced by Sovereign, and then we'll be right back with another story. Niggas try to put you to the side when you don't match when you're in parallel with them, and it's like, nigga, I'm better than you, nigga. My necklaces is better than all y'all niggas. For real, like my fucking, but my shit sell you go there, but I could walk in, I'm iller than all of these, my legs is longer than all of these niggas, but it's like, alright, cool, I'm just doing my shit, and they try to put you to the side, keep doing that, it's like 10 years late, I'm still here, bro, my career has only been doing that I really painted on canvases, my own hands and stitch. Can't understand my patterns, it's abstract, it ain't randomness. Was using my hands and fists to go stack it up, hand over fist. I kept a hammer underneath my pillow like it's an amethyst. I'm in a lab doing abracadabra, I ain't the alchemist. You in that water, got three options. Get out, drown or swim, was counting winds up. Can't count the shell cases they left with us. I lift that stick up and turn that bitch to a lever. Come lift your shit up, if it's a bounce. Bet I'm picking it up My mans can't hit the hot pack He got a piss in a cup Well what is this? It's on my wrist Shit is sicker than uh Dead stock devil ain't a demon wicked as us Boy I'm at platinum means you tipping or what? I tip that bitch and she ain't coming back to work for a month Well, eh I had to load up, still up on this load up I'm glowing like Leroy, I got hoes like I'm showing up A product, a product and soda, the prodigal soldier Chip on my shoulder, I'm chipping the boulders The pebbles and pushing and pedaling Whipping and mixing and measuring medicine Bounce it and let me in, he let the meddling Bounce it and let me in, he let the devil in If it's a problem, let's go ahead and settle it Better not never be more than I said it is Was 
crazy as I'm getting better still. What's crazy as niggas is still passing. I'm watching the draft like Lamar Jackson. Got a point to prove. But you and the wolf in the room with a bowl in the middle. Who eating the food? Is it him or you? Look at me and my demons identical. Really did what you capping, you finna do. I'm probably the peak of the pinnacle. Never had to rap about the worst shit I did. If I spoke on it, I think it's minimal. I keep the flexing to the minimum. I got the chop in the wood grain cinnamon. I flip a switch, spit faster than white rappers Got that pack on me, ain't no backpack Ain't no rap, nigga, I'm a pack flipper Boy, I'm that nigga, ain't no rap, nigga Boy, I'm that nigga, ain't no backpack I'm a pack flipper, boy, I'm that nigga Ain't no rap, nigga, boy, I'm that nigga Ain't no Alright, and that was Dedication 7 Teller Banks, produced by Sovereign Who is an amazing beat maker Alright, so You had another story Did you want to go ahead and yeah. get into that? Yeah, um, shit. So, like I said, I, I grew up in a church. Um, my dad was a pastor for a long time. Um, and uh, one time I was in there, we was having, I think, a Bible study or something. It wasn't like regular church service. Uh, I, I used to play, like, uh, instruments in a band and sing in a choir in a church, too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was kind of living a double life for a little bit. Um, but, uh I think it was, we was having Bible study or something like that. I was in there. We was all waiting. I was waiting. You know what I'm saying? I'm always the last, uh, I'm always the last person to leave church because my dad's a pastor. My mom's the first lady. So every we took, we talking to everybody. So my dad started off at like a real small church. It was just like a, you know, like one room. It had like five pews. It had like a bathroom and a kitchen and like a mm -hmm. little back office. You could probably fit like 30 people in there. Wow. And, um, you know, they some some stuff happened, and they he ended up uh, we ended up moving and joining with like another church that like you know what I'm saying that like my dad my dad's one of the greatest preachers of all time regardless like what you actually believe in like he's mm -hmm. just a great like speaker you know what I'm saying um, and a great like you know even if you don't believe in it you will be like you'll learn some shit and you'll be entertained you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying right. so like. Uh, he joined with that church and then there was another pastor that came and joined. So then it was like three pastors. There was three different like, you know, services that you could go through throughout the day. And then there was a Spanish like ministry that did church, I think on like Saturdays or something like that. So the Spanish pastor was in there with his brother and uh, his brother come through there every now and then, but like his brother kind of like, uh, you know, has like, uh, a mental like you know what i'm saying like disability or like a handicap you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying i'm not sure what like the uh correct term you know what i'm saying to, to call it is but um so every now and then like he'd get into it and he would like beat you know what i'm saying pastor the uh, the other pastor up so like the other pastor would come to church sometimes with, like black eye like you know what i'm saying busted nose busted lip like all kind of stuff because uh you know just the dude you know what i'm saying sometimes he would get aggressive and like violent Wow. And so uh, he never really said much, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was real. I, I, I probably I ain't never heard him really say nothing, honestly. Yeah. Um, the whole time, like he ever came to church, he just kind of sit there. You know what I mean? And so they're like praying over him and uh, he starts wilding out and like wilding, saying crazy stuff like, you know what I'm saying? Like all kind of stuff, snatched the Bible out of the pastor's hand and threw it. And then, like, people were trying to grab him because he was, like, you know, just, like, tearing up shit. And uh, nobody could contain him. You know what I'm saying? He's not, like, a big dude. He's, like, an old kind of, like, I don't know how to explain it. He's not somebody that all these people can't, like, hold down or whatever. So one of the old, like, 
old lady like Deaconess goes and gets the pastor. It's like, you gotta have an exorcism. And I'm sitting in the back of the church. What? I'm like, what the fuck? What the hell are y'all talking about? <laughs> so, me and the rest of the, like, there was little kids in there, me, some other folks. We, like, start running to the door. I shit you not. Like, this church, it was Mount Gilead. It had giant fucking doors that opened up, you know what I'm saying, to get into the church. And uh, then the motherfuckers, like, slammed shut, like, the wind blew them shit shut, like, wow. And uh, literally, like, two of the ushers, like, old lady ushers came and they grabbed us, all huddled up over us, and they put their arms around us and, like, held us down. It was like, we got to keep it out of the children. We got to keep it away from the children. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in the, I, like, we're all, like, huddled up by the door and shit. But I just hear, you know what I'm saying, it was, uh, his name is Pastor Dale, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's a pastor no more, neither out in Denver. But uh, he started doing the stuff, trying to do the stuff for the exorcism, and the dude kept trying to snatch the Bible out of him, and uh, he kept taking it away, and they was trying to spritz him with holy water and all kind of stuff. He was running up and down the pews. People was falling out and all kind of stuff. And uh, when he finished the stuff, you know what I'm saying, like the scriptures and all of the stuff, mm -hmm. it was like, I shit you not, the dude literally like just like stopped for a second and then just like fell over, passed out. And then they had us sit in the pew, and they wouldn't let nobody leave leave nowhere. And we all got together and huddled up and did like a long ass like prayer. Everybody was crying and all kind of shit. And uh, we just went home, and nobody ever talked about that shit what? ever again. How how long did this go on for? Shit, it was probably like an hour. That shit was a long really? ass experience. So but. what's going through your mind when that's going on? Bro, I was just trying to leave. I was mad they wasn't right, trying to let me right. leave. I was about to start pushing over. If he would have came running at us, I would have threw the kids out. I would have been George Costanza. I would have pushed <laughs> the kids, the women, the children, everybody. Because I don't play that. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't play that. That was like one of the times. I, I you know, I wouldn't say I was like an atheist or nothing like that. But I didn't really believe in that shit the way that everybody else that was in church was believing in that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I prayed for goddamn 10 years to turn into the Nightcrawler and I still got five <laughs> goddamn fingers. You know what I'm saying? So I just was really like, and like, you know, on a serious note, like my grandma passed when I was probably in like the sixth or seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And my dad was the one that did her hospice care. So he was kind of out of the house for like a long time. Wow. And I prayed yeah. a lot about that shit. And she yeah. still died, you know what I'm saying? Right. So as the kid, like, when you don't really understand, like, the real, like, of what, like, spirituality is and what faith is, it, like, affected my actual belief in a lot of that shit. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So seeing that shit in kind of, like, a negative way, it kind of hit me like, damn, okay, maybe a lot of this shit is realer than I thought it was. The pastor who was getting beat up by this dude is also a little frail motherfucker. So, like, it wasn't like no hard, it wasn't like no like strong man that was like manhandling these people. You know what I'm right, saying? We got right. some deacons in the church that like is big dudes, regardless of if they strong, they weigh 300 pounds of shit. You they're know what I'm saying? They're not get pushed around. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. not finna get pushed yeah. and all of a sudden he got at agility and shit. He's evading motherfuckers right. running around and right. you know what I mean? Making yeah. people look foolish. I'm like, there ain't no way this old man just like took you know what i'm saying just mm -hmm. like sparked out but i shit you not like when the dude finished the shit and they finished doing all of the other ones and everybody was in there praying and it was like he yelled the last shit like he got aggressive with it you know what i'm saying because he was yeah. kind of like you could tell like he was kind of shook up like nobody really thought this shit was real like that until the old until the old head was like you 
gonna have to do the game. You gonna have to do the exorcism. As soon as the word exorcism comes up, I mean, what what happens? What happens in your brain when you when you hear that? Escape, leave. I'm out. I'm out. So you're Let running towards. You said you're running towards the doors and they slam shut. Yeah, and I don't know if it was somebody on the other side because so this was the thing too. Like, and I've learned this through like my own. You know, what I'm saying just like research and shit. I didn't notice at the time, but. When you're doing an exorcism, nobody is allowed to leave because that's how the spirit is trying to, you know what I'm saying, the demon or whatever can escape. A lot of the old heads was kind of like, we know what time it is. Like, it's, it's about to get real in here. Got, but yeah, I got you. nobody else like, whoever did that shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you learned that shit at, like, church school or whatever. But like, It's Tuesday. It's time for the exorcism. This right. Is, like, I'm sure, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I said, they had to show them. Um, they had to show them the scriptures. You know what I'm saying? So right. it wasn't like the pastor ain't, I, I for sure ain't never did no shit like that before. I promise yeah, right. you. Right. Or even thought some shit like that was really real like that. I don't yeah. think anybody in there really thought that shit was really real like that, except for them old heads that probably seen one before. They knew this is what you have to do. Yep. They was let, ready. Let me get those like scriptures. Bro, I shit you not. All them old ass deacons and ushers, they was like broke out in formation. They was like, all right, you go to the left. This one goes down the middle. All right, you go over there. We're going to have to get the kids. Somebody shut the door. All right, get them the scripture. Where the holy water. It was like, they was ready. But I shit you not. We went home and never spoke about that shit ever again. I love the idea of they, they just, this is exorcism formation. You know where to go. You go stage left. You go stage right. You know, on three. You know? But it's I'm excited as hell about that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was finally. Let's go. Well, let's dig into another track. What are you thinking? Supernatural. Um, yeah. Off of uh, the I and I. Yes. Yeah, that was okay. a good one. That is uh, originally, one. I did this like a freestyle. I have it on camera too. I put it out. Um, I did it on black. I did it on a black night. And then me and him kind of like, you know, I don't want to call it a falling out or whatever, but we were seeing, we wasn't seeing eye to eye on a lot of things. And so the project that me and him was working on ended up kind of going to the wayside. And um, I had this verse and uh, I fucking loved this verse. Just the whole concept of the song. Cause like, you know, it really was like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what folks consider like a freestyle nowadays. Right. But like, it was really like, uh, you know, I didn't really plan it. Like, I didn't have no paper or nothing. I just kind of started rapping and, like, did whatever it was, like, coming to me. And I know yeah. some of the shit was shit that I had written down before. So, like, when I came across the bars and other songs, I had to, like, you know, I, I took them out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, it was really, a, it felt like a supernatural experience. So, like, even the original, the original name of the song, I'm pretty sure it's Paranormal Activity. And okay. then I ended up changing it to Supernatural when I uh, when Ed sent me this beat. Uh, it originally had like the Biggie sample in it. It was like, wanna go to hell? And uh, I was just like, it just like, I felt the same that I felt, you know what I'm saying? When I was rapping that, I was like, all right, yeah, I got to get this verse home. Right. It's too good. The people need it. Well, let's give a listen to Supernatural, produced by Ed Glorious. All right, we'll be right back. Spray first and spray back. Niggas fake rapping why I can't catch. 
catch them where they claim at. I stay where you stayed at, then lay where your hoe lay at. Yeah, if I'm coming, I cock and spray. I aim from a block away, hit the mark and take your blocks away. The high spit, I open on holidays. The doc stay working, you know the old name. You already knew it then. Both my brothers shooters like Drew and them. I opened up a shop for my vices like Julian. Got six hooligans in the back of a moving van. I'll strap two for each hand. I'll brass cause aluminum usually jam. experiences have they have they influenced your music in any way so i started rapping when i was probably like mm, like 19 mm-hmm. uh i used to do poetry i used to do like i used to go compete at the slam poetry and stuff with uh like this group called slam nuba shout out dominique christina that's the homie um but uh you know i i, I never won you know what i'm saying and like these are times like, you know, I almost like gamble on that shit. Like sometimes I used to be so broke. Sometimes like I paid a little like five dollars just hoping to win the pot from the, uh, you know, what I'm saying the poetry slam right. or whatever. Because I was like, I'm nice at this shit. I know I am. But whenever I get up on the stage low key, sometimes I'll be fucking up because my nerves would be getting to me yep. too bad. I have I a lot of anxiety that. and shit. You know what I'm saying? And like PTSD. I actually got PTSD and shit. You know what I'm saying? So like. Sometimes when I get like in my mode, I can't really like, you know what I'm saying, even talk. Like I shiver or shake so bad that my jaw kind of like locks up. Right. So sometimes I'll really be like struggling with that. And even when I I got frustrated with not winning the poetry slams, one time I was walking off stage and like uh, the DJ was like, yo, man, don't sweat it. They don't really appreciate rappers up here too much. And I was like, oh, shit, like I'm a fucking rapper now. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> I started rapping, but like I was still like I stopped going to church as soon as I was old enough to like make decisions to stop going to church because I really just didn't like that shit. And like honestly, it just made me feel like bad a lot of the time because a lot of the shit that I was doing outside of church. Um, and so I just didn't want to do that. And like sometimes I'll run into people, you know what I'm saying, from church when I was out like doing street shit and it just 
you know what I'm saying? It just made me feel like I was like fucking up my parents' like name. You know what I'm saying? That man it's, in the mirror. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I stopped going to church and shit. I started, you know what I'm saying? Um, so when I started rapping, like I would have still like stage fright even when I like uh would go and record like in the studio. My nerves would just get to me. And uh I was really into like conspiracies. I was one of them YouTube Illuminati niggas. I swear to God, I knew everything about every fucking thing. This was around like the same time I feel like like Abso and like Kendrick and all that shit was like starting mm. to really like pop off. And so mm. the high power joint that came out and I just started getting into like, what does all this shit mean? You know what I'm saying? Because that's kind of what I was. There was a secret meaning behind everything, right? Every music video had an Illuminati conspiracy. I mean, okay. there had like a, I found out like, you know what I'm saying? My family on my, on my dad's side was in the masonry, you know what I'm saying? And on my, on my mom's side of family, like, where she from like they practice like uh hoodoo you know what i'm saying and like mm -hmm. santeria and shit like that where you know some of the shit that i seen even like my grandma charity do at her house i was like oh shit like it's still like ancestrally like carried you know what i'm saying so i just started getting more into that and i always felt like you know what i'm saying the freemasons was like some evil shit and the other shit was like some evil shit and i just wanted to like get to the bottom of everything and so as i started like researching in and learning about all of this stuff i started reading crowley and all this shit and i'm like yo this shit's actually not like too bad you know what i'm saying like i started meditating and like practicing a lot of the shit that i was reading and like practicing a lot of that stuff and like you know i started getting into the practice of basically like uh i even bro i went as far as to like really join like a coven and all kind of shit bro i was really into this witchcraft shit man okay. i'm a real witch for real yeah uh, you know what I'm saying? When joined the masonry, all kind of shit. Like, I really got, like, dove into that shit. That's when I left doing the witch... Well, I won't say I left doing the witchcraft, but I had to leave all the other shit I was in when I joined the masonry, because I took... You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I had to do what I had to do. You know what I mean? So, I was doing all of this at the time where I'm still, like, figuring out, like, you know what I'm saying? Even, like, the ins and outs of even trying to make beats and rap and all of this stuff, and I just felt like this was the secret, right? Like this was the key to me getting good, you know? And uh, it wasn't in the ways that I thought it was, but it was though, because my meditation and my ritualistic behavior before I record was what like gave me my ability to like be able to perform. You know what I mean? On show days, like I'm real strict about the stuff that I do and the things, you know what I'm saying, that I'm on. And like before I record, I always have like certain stuff I, I really like the same practice that you would do in like a seance, you know what I'm saying? To allow yourself to be like, you know what I'm saying? A vessel to whatever is trying to like call out to you is something that like I really practice when I record. And uh, so, you know, I don't feel like it's just me out there when I'm performing or like a lot of the stuff, like, you know, there's songs I got like no bullshit where like, you know, if I'm not in that mode, like I cannot rap that shit. I don't even know how the fuck I got that right. shit all out in one breath or like how I did that, you right. know what I mean? um for real and so it's like i'm really like it's it's a gift and a curse because you know I, I, if i'm not able to do it then i just won't do it you know what i'm saying or if i'm not able to like tap in on that level or if I, my conditions you know what i'm saying are able to be met or people are trying to have me run around too much do too much stuff when i'm trying to get my mind right then it's like i'm better off not recording because i'm not gonna hit like that you know what i'm saying or you know what i'm saying that's why it's like on show days i'll be strict as fuck like this shit right. has to, I have to do these shit like I don't be talking to nobody I be it literally in a dark room for hours you know what I'm saying like 
just prepare myself because I know that like I need that, you know what I'm saying, to be able to perform at the level that I try to perform at or like record at the level that I try to record at. A lot of the stuff that I that I rap is like written, conceptualized in a lot of ways. Like the way I write verses now isn't the way that I started out like writing. I used to write every part of every verse, right? And it's like now I just kind of focus on like concepts, you know what I'm saying? And like rhyme schemes and I just kind of like I meditate on that and because like of my ability to live, I live in the studio, you know what I'm saying? I can really just kind of get free with a lot of the songs that I do and a lot of that has like, you know what I'm saying, just kind of propelled itself. This is it's, it's my rapid and my spirituality is like one and the same. You know what I mean? This is like another practice of my faith, you know what I mean, when I'm doing this. Right. So are you are you just kind of like trying to empty yourself? to to channel something in or are you are you trying to will something like wh- what's your mind thinking whenever you're you're meditating or you're sitting in the dark room are you are you just trying to be like a like an like an empty vessel or are you, are you actually uh, sometimes asking it depends for something? really it depends really on what i'm trying to do so like mm. you know you know but i was really like trained in a lot of like you know what i'm saying like classic ways of like meditation to achieve different things like a lot of people for them like meditation is just like the base level of like mindfulness or like gaining a you know what i'm saying awareness or like focusing on a train of thought but like Re- relaxation is, trying to get rid of anxiety or oh yeah bro yeah. like I, I used to teach a class on this like with elijah stuff like i could really get down into the science and nitty-gritty of like even what meditation is on like a scientific and like biological level of what mm. you're actually like initiating in your brain and in your body to be able to do certain things and why you have to meditate in different right. ways to achieve different, you know what I'm saying? Like gotcha. results. Yeah. But like, you know, you ever seen like the Da Vinci Code, you know, when motherfucker praying right. and slapping himself with the yeah. shit's like, you never went that far. But like, I will say like your pain and your sense of smell are like the two things that go directly to your brain without you even really having to think about it. Mm. So yeah. the best way to train your brain in any type of situation away is through pain and sense that's why incense even exists you know what i'm saying because mm. different smells take different people to different you know what i'm saying places faster in your brain it's all about like training your brain to get quicker at doing stuff yeah. especially when you're trying to do like real magic or whatever like you really have to be able to you know what i'm saying if you're doing a reading on somebody or if you're doing like a seance or something you really do have to be able to completely empty yourself otherwise you're going to give people your own bias in the readings you might be giving somebody partially a message for them but also mixing it up with some stuff that supposed to be for you because you're right. still in there you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. but uh um, sure. but yeah so sometimes it's a little mix of both like i said i'm really like skilled in the uh practice of meditation and so um you know depending on what i'm actually trying to do or depending on how much i actually have or like how much control i'm actually trying to have of what the song is because i'm still like actually a musician myself and sometimes it's like I do need to just, you know what I'm saying, do it myself, if right. that makes sense. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. But a lot of times, like, when I'm freestyling or when I'm really trying to, like, you know, figure out where I'm at or, like, you know, when I'm experimenting with, like, shrooms and LSD and stuff like that, like, I really just kind of see what, you know what I'm saying? I try to clear out, you know what I'm saying? I'll say, like, a half and half. Let's see what kind of cocktail we can put together. Right. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, make it go. But so... A lot of the stuff, you know what I'm saying, I'm a lot more willing to talk about openly than a lot of the cast that I know is, like, doing the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
or at least some variation because mine is my own. I'm really glad that you, you went into the dream earlier because whether it's coincidental or not, there's so many connections between that dream story and a lot of the other things that you experience. I mean, this duality, right? This co-inhabitation, this you and then not you, but also you, this, this, not even like a darker side, like, like that you saw in the mirror, because it's, it's not that darker side that people saw outside of your church. That's just a different part of you, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's that. And then there's just this idea of routine because you had that routine when you were trying to have good dreams or keep away the bad dreams. You, you had this, this ritual that goes into the rest of your rituals as being important. So I'm really glad you brought that up because that just brings everything together. It just kind of makes everything come full circle. And I don't know. It is crazy, bro. Like just the universe just be putting shit together. Cause like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It does all kind of like circle back together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think we're going to um, leave it there unless there is something else you wanted to bring up. Nah, you're good. I, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, so we'll we'll leave him with one final track here. That's uh stop stealing my shit. Uh small, small professor. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he's man, bro. Me and we got an album coming out. I don't have a release date. We haven't really even like mixed the joint down. I think we got everything that we gonna have on it, like it's done. It's just all I need to get put together. But uh man, this shit is it, it's something else. I, I'm super Shout excited out to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll leave it there. Stop stealing my shit. And um, once again, you can find Teller Banks music on Bandcamp at tellerbanks.bandcamp.com. Um, you know, you probably stream them too, but buy it maybe first. Yeah. Yeah. Always buy first. Uh, thank you so much for being my first guest. And um, yeah, no problem. I appreciate this you. This was great. Yeah, so we'll leave you there. We'll listen to some Teller Banks. Go check out his music. And like and subscribe, (laughs) I guess. All right. Hey, we're out. Thank you. Uh. Don't push me, nigga. Niggas acting like they really did something. I done ran off on niggas, still ain't even ran ahead from them. I might pull up and straight now, but I'm when I touch bigger numbers. Ran it up for 10 summers. Brand new pair of titties on the chopper. No, I keep it 100. Bag man, like it's waste management. I dump something, slump something. You don't want war with nothing. Where I'm from, you get laid on your back for front. Never been called lacking. My kids ain't never lack for nothing. Never asked for nothing back for none of my exes. Never circle back, just double my numbers. You got hit with a high hollow blood bubbling under. Sound of that silence and praying for rain and thunder. Don't push me, nigga. It's a jungle sometimes. It make me wonder how these monkey niggas ain't evolved yet. How these niggas touch the rock but ain't bald yet. Or how many singing falsettos at the claim of falsets? How many niggas got short man complex? I'm tall and blessed. Let's all confess. With our mouths and believe in our hearts that the same voices that told no one to build the art that compelled me to aim and spark. Temp check the technique. Can't duplicate the recipe. Rest in peace. Sheesh. Sick of these niggas. I don't even know what the fuck they got into these niggas. Maybe if I rapped more about rapping or did more capping, they would stop. Maybe if they thought I was just acting like them, then they would pass me my props, but probably not.